Should I stand up or something? I don't, I don't know. If you, be better if you could see me, probably. <clears throat> um, well, first of all, I wanted to say uh, thank you very much to all the panelists for a most inspiring presentation. It was really quite wonderful. Um, I was um, very interested, Mershit Karnbash, in your uh, extreme description of a worker for the Sufi message as someone who dedicates uh, every moment and every thought day and night to the Sufi message and nothing else. And uh, I wondered uh, how many such people there could possibly be in the world. Uh, I think uh, some people are kind enough to regard me as a worker for the message, but I don't think I spend more than half of my waking hours working for the message, so I don't qualify according to that definition. <clears throat> but it did help me to understand uh, why uh, Murshid himself said that among 1,000 followers, there is perhaps one worker. And uh, when I did the math on that, I realized that if there's one worker per 1,000 followers, that we will need to have 10 million followers before we have 10,000 workers. And uh, I think we're nowhere close. Uh, even, even the fastest growing uh, uh, religion in the modern world, uh, the Baha'i uh, faith, hasn't achieved 10 million members yet. Uh, and uh, certainly we're uh, probably hovering around 10,000, I imagine, but uh, if only one out of a thousand is a worker, we have ten workers at this point. Um, and I thought about the people that uh, I would call workers for the message, and um, I, could, I could think of quite a few people, but I realized that a substantial number of the people who uh, are workers for the message also uh, make their living by representing the message. And it made me wonder if maybe that's not a kind of key to the growth of our work. That is to say, uh, perhaps the moment has come when instead of being a lovely uh, amateur effort of devoted people, it might be the point at which we need to begin to have a professional class within our various organizations. I can't think of any religion that uh, has made any impact in the world without a professional clergy. And in fact, if a religion, if there's no way to make a living out of a religion, it doesn't seem to get very far. Uh, now, I know all the dangers in having a professional class. I'm very well aware of the, uh, how the support system takes over and all of those things. But nevertheless, I wonder if maybe we're not at a crucial point now where we need to increase the number of people who ca can dedicate themselves entirely to the message because uh, that's not only their, their deep uh, dedication, but also the means by which they live on this planet. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, of course, Sharif, uh, I exaggerated. <laughs> you can't give all your time to it. There are other things in life which require attention. I think I meant 
that this, the work for the message, is the most important for you. And that you, in the context of your life, and of course, Mushit also wishes us to have a natural life, to have harmony with our different interests, different people, and so on. In the context of your life, that you make more and more time, that you can give more and more energy to the message, that you can, that it becomes the most important, and that you give to it the best that you can give. That is what I mean. And now, uh, because you, yeah, that has to go gradually. Now, your point about um, being paid for the work of the message, it is certainly an important question to raise. I don't think that would be the way for us to go. There can be exceptions, certain projects that could be financed in some way, so that somebody who uh, can give more time to that. But on the whole, I think the danger of a professional clergy class will remain in the future. It will become even more serious. And on the other hand, I would say that perhaps the, uh, the present and future development of our society, where people become older but still go for their pensions, it's now being discussed here perhaps a few years later, you know, but still there are larger and larger numbers of people who have many, many years mm. free, are pensioned <laughs> and can, and, and well, of course we want more younger people also, that is important, and, but on the other hand, to really get to know the Sufi message and get that deep wish to work for it needs a certain time. So um, I think the problem will be helped to some extent as there will be more and more people, older, not having to work anymore, still in healthy condition who can give very much to the Sufi message without being paid for it. Yesterday, um, I had the opportunity to read in the Gatas, and it just seemed appropriate. There is a great treasure of blessing within oneself. There is a vast treasure of blessing outside oneself. And when one has been able to seek out the treasure one has within oneself, and to explore the treasure which is outside oneself, and when there is an exchange between our own deep treasure and the treasure outside, then our life has been fr the fruit for which the soul was born.
Yes, could I just return to the point made by Piazia about the proposed monument to Nurunissa? Yeah. I think that is just a splendid project which all deserves all the support of all of us. Um, I believe it, was even it had been necessary even to pass an act of parliament in London to enable this statue to be built precisely in Gordon Square. And those who, uh, who know from the history of the Sufi movement what a vital uh, a moment uh, Gordon Square represents in the Sufi development of Hasdinatran and in the destiny of Sufism will find it ex quite extraordinarily meaningful that precisely in that same Gordon Square, now a statue to his daughter, who meant so much, as Piazia brought out beautifully, in the history of Sufism, suddenly is to be erected. Now, of course, uh, we didn't yet hear about any figures, and maybe either Piazia or somebody else could elucidate that point, how much uh, what would be the money involved in securing that that statue is actually erected, how much has been assembled, and how much still needs to be collected. It seems to me that if we can motivate all the Sufi centers in all our different organizations that are there, and if each of those organizations could, for instance, collect a certain sum, I mean, if you have a group of people together, it should not be too great of an effort to um, uh, collect, let us say, a thousand euros or whatever the currency is in which that uh, center works. And in that way, we'd certainly be able, I think, to collect, maybe with some further donations, larger scale donations from independent sources, it's certainly possible to to promote and to realize this project. And let us not tarry too much. Let us try to do this as promptly as we could possibly imagine, uh, could uh, manage organizationally. Because, of course, you will realize with the passage of time, costs will go on increasing. Interest is likely to fade. So, like us, let us, when we do not uh, really promote this, actually, things might be forgotten, they might be neglected, they might again come into some different current of attention, certainly in the city of London, certainly in the central point as Gordon Square. So now the opportunity is there. Let us, as from our Sufi organizations, try to promote this with, in every possible way, remembering that this not only gives honor to Nurunissa, uh, but to her father, Hazrat Khan, and to the presence of Sufism in the center of London, in, that means, in a central place in this world. So let us try and see whatever we can do to help realize this project.